welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co-host. Managing editor and screen wait, managing editor and what do I always say? You say Mark Salcedo. Mark Salcedo. Managing, managing editor, editor and, and writer. writer. At ScreenGeek.net. Uh, I got distracted, as always, because I'm like, are the levels okay? Are the levels okay? The levels are okay. You didn't used to do that. What, to check the levels? Not like that. That I, That's how my brain, get, my my mind works. When we're, while we're recording, it's like, is the levels okay? I know that, but it didn't used to manifest right at the beginning of the show. Where you'd be like, I can't even do the intro. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> It's uh, it's that anxiety attack I had earlier today. It, it, like every week for the last three months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. No, that shit's for real. Be fucking you. <laughs> you know what they say about that? What? Did you find it? What you lost in the house today? Was it there? My mind? No. <laughs> it's never there. <laughs> I keep looking, too. I look underneath the cushion. Is my mind there? No. I look in the closet. Is my mind there? No. I look in the gutter? No. You know what else is missing? Mm. The remote? Oh, no. I found it. Oh, you did? What was it? Underneath the couch. Oh. I mean, that's all you gotta do. I mean, once again... Gaden's looked under there, too. No, she didn't. Because <laughs> if she did, she would have found it. <laughs> if she did, it was like, I'm gonna look at this one specific she corner. She probably did that because she was struggling with being car sick. So she's like... I heard her stand up. She went... Oh, she sat down. <laughs> that girl is, is turned into a ball of just ninety. <laughs> yeah, a ball of ninety-year-old woman. Yeah, yeah, just a a tumbling ball like Indiana Jones, or just ninety years old. Just dun, 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 like I'm old. <laughs> She's like long. the lady in the in the cave from uh, what's that movie? That um, M Night Shyamalan. One that we watched. Was it oh, called Old? Yeah, Old, yeah. Oh. <laughs> the lady. And it's like... <laughs> yeah, her bones are like That's cracking. <laughs> They're like osteoporosis or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's She's got that witch hair. I know. She's proud of it, too. I know. Like she, an old lady would be. She should probably be proud of moisturizing it. You know, that'd be great, too. Mm. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal. To ease and real. Um, you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. Oh, that's the quietest yawn. I've, you are capable of quiet yawns. No, I'm not. You know, not your splitting ones like you always do. What, my yawns? Uh-huh. Well, I didn't, I didn't want the mic to pick it up. So you I care, mean, but now you you, care but, about the mic and not my ears? Look, your ears need the soothing sound of my voice and whatever noise I make ever to help you through the day. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the only thing worse than your loud yawns is your loud sneezes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop those. Those are like sonic boom. <laughs> uh, if you could please review us on iTunes so we could get noticed. And our segments for this week's show are our recent review of The Northman. Our variety time is Netflix turning into Blockbuster. Geriatric Cinematic, Conan the Barbarian. She came out in 1982. Yeah, not the Jason Momoa one. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Turpic? Oh, the Turpic. 
uh, it's the uh, it's the very innovative, most creative terpic I've ever put together. The Northman versus the Barbarian. Ah, uh. that was hot shit. Right was it? There. Yeah, I got to take my wins wherever I can. Okay. <laughs> you know what's funny? I watched this movie last night called The Long Goodbye. It's a Robert Altman film. And while I'm watching this movie, I look at his IMDb. Like, I've heard Robert Altman. I've heard that name before. He's one of, like, these old school directors, right? He's no longer with us. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, I couldn't think of a Robert Altman film I've ever watched, you know? And then I'm looking at his IMDb, and I realize why I've never watched I've watched one Robert Altman film, and I've realized why I've never watched another one after that. I The one I saw as a kid was that Popeye movie that had Robin Williams in it and Shelley Duvall. I remember that one. And I remember that kind of fucking me up in the head <laughs> and being like, never again. And, and of I kept, all fucking movies. I know, right? And I kept true to it until like last night when, when I watched The uh, Long Goodbye. I've heard of The Long Goodbye for a long time. It stars Elliot Gould as this like P.I. who gets involved with like a murder and all this kind of stuff, right? And as I'm watching it, I'm like, holy shit. This is like the breadcrumbs for like the Coen brothers, the Big Lebowski. Oh. Or like um, Paul Thomas Anderson's Inherit Vice, where it's just like something happened and here's this bumbling loser of an idiot just keep stumbling into this shit and he keeps coming up on these like weird cast of characters and shit like that. Mm. Um, it was really good. And then there was a uh, there's a certain actor in that movie. Mm-hmm. Couldn't miss him. Couldn't miss him. It was the second time he's been in a, in a big budget film. Fucking Rob, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Really? Yeah, he played like one of the goons. No lines whatsoever, but he takes off his shirt at one point. <laughs> of course. But there's like an actual reason why he takes off his shirt and shit. Um, but I was just like, is that? <gasps> and within like a few seconds, because, you know, it's hard to miss the guy. Yeah. You know, I was like, holy shit, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm like, away from the talk, away from the talk. No, never spoke a word. <laughs> no, that's it. I know why you had an anxiety attack. Why? Because you didn't watch the movie with me. The Long Goodbye? hmm I know we're going to do The Long Goodbye. I'm just waiting for, like, the right film for it. Because this, like, this is, like, oh, I, like, <laughs> it's it's actually good. It's it's just a lot of shit going on. And mm-hmm. then the ending is, like, oh, wow, fuck. That was kind of a fucked up ending. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. It was a really great film. Uh, Elliot Gould smokes in every single scene. Because I don't even know who that is. Uh, he's an old-time actor. Been acting since like the shit. Since like maybe the fifties or sixties. If I showed you a picture of him, oh, have you ever seen any of the Ocean films, like Ocean Eleven, no. Twelve, or anything? If I showed you a picture of him, you would. I think you would recognize. He actually. Tell you the truth, he looks like a handsome, taller version of your father. Really? Yeah, yeah. So he looks like the guy who plays Borat when he cleans up. Oh no no no! Well. Yeah, kind of, yeah. When like, he cleans up, yeah, not when Sasha he's Barry being Cole. a fucktard. Yeah, yeah. He kind of like that, yeah. Before there was <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen, there was Elliot Gould. You know, super super Jewish individual. <laughs> I swear there's Jews in my lineage. Just the way my dad's hair grows. and 
like how he kind of looks. But your dad's what French Canadian, right? Mm. Well, no, he's half French, half French Canadian. Oh, okay, and your mom's what? Just trash, right? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> you know you're with me on that. <laughs> what 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 nationality is your mom? Or what's her lineage? Um, Irish, Oof. Scottish, Welsh. Oof. First of all, Welsh not a real language. Okay. Oh my We've god. We've already established that. Look, if you learned anything from the crown, that, that's why it doesn't exist. That's that's all. That's a whole made up dialect. <laughs> Um, and French. So she, so your mother is Irish, Scottish, Welsh, mm-hmm. and French. Mm-hmm. Damn, she says all the white. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I guess. Yeah. I guess see why she. Did, did, didn't you tell me she ate like ground, round, uh, raw ground beef at one point or something like that? Or that was um, like, regularly. <sighs> with salt. And then, give it to us as a snack. <sighs> <laughs> your kids take and a- then gave it to cadence when she was anemic all right kitties here's here's the ground meat for a snack plop it on some crackers i'm surprised i'm surprised she didn't you know put it on a lollipop stick <laughs> <laughs> Please get into the review of the of these white people <laughs> whiting it up. Yes. Since you know, I ruined the moment apparently. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh good. Okay. All right, I'm back. Holy You're shit. Back? Yeah. <sighs> okay, sorry. All right, I had a burp. <laughs> I'd have never gotten you like that. So fucking gross. <laughs> now let's do our recent review of The Northman. Now, behold. He's here. He's here. Father! Father is here! The king, my lady. The king. Your fate is set and you cannot escape it. How I've missed you, my son. One day this kingdom will be yours. Thank you, father. My king. The synopsis is an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. Directed by Roger, Roger, Robert Edgers, written by uh, Sean. Let's go with Sean. Uh, and Robert Edgers. It stars Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Clay Spang, uh, Ethan Hawke, and Anya Taylor-Joy. 
I think it's I think it's pronounced Robert Eggers. Eggers. I think it's Eggers. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, Robert Eggers, The Northman. Um. You could tell he wrote the fucking synopsis, or one vision. of his people did. I know, from the visionary director, Robert Eggers comes The Northman. I know. <laughs> lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolts. I purposefully skipped that part. I know, right? I was like. Is she reading the right? I thought you were reading Conan the Barbarian for a second. I'm like, oh no, she she just skipped it. <laughs> and if anything, that 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 synopsis is action filled epic. That that's actually kind of misleading. Yeah. Um, but I I get why they're selling it like an action filled epic movie. The trailer sold it like one too. Yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm I'm very familiar with Robert Eggers' uh, work. Uh, The Witch, uh, The Lighthouse, both films I love. Um, so obviously when this, when the trailer dropped for this, I was like, holy shit, I'm, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Just like Robert Eggers, like, all right. And then sword battles, like, uh, uh, all right. And then I heard there's two dudes fighting on top of a volcano, just buck ass naked. Uh, <laughs> all, all right. All right. <laughs> all they need to do is just uppercut it with an A24 symbol, uh, logo. And that would have been it. But this is a focus features film. Oh, they're pretty good, too. I like Focus them. features? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do some good stuff. Uh, so, Kelsey, what did you think of The Northman? Um, I thought that it was okay. You thought it was okay? It was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, For one, I, I might have had a different opinion of it mm-hmm. if I'd have watched it on a, like a, where a bigger screen with like a better sound system. Yeah, yeah, because you and I, we both saw this. I saw this once already at... Uh, at a screening, uh, like a press screening, where huge screen surround sound blowing out your fucking ears and everything, which happened like when I saw it. Like after I got done watching, I was like, I can't hear because holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was like a feel of like, like the visuals and the audio was just like hitting me so, like so calculated and shit. And so when you and I watched it together, I, I, I even noticed the difference. I was like, yeah, this is like the wrong setting for this movie. Because we saw it in a more independent theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I blame you. You blame me? hmm Hey, I thought if we just went to like one of our favorite theaters, mm-hmm. I, I thought that'd be okay. But I guess not. So I guess we'll stop going there. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, you can stop going there. I won't. No, you said we. So you can't go anymore No, either. I meant as in like the royal we. <laughs> yeah, no one can go there. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, Alexander Skarsgård is kind of unrecognizable to me mm-hmm. because of how much muscle he put on. Yeah, he's like really dirty and grimy looking in, in this movie as opposed to being like this chisel, uh, what is he, like Scandinavian? This chisel Scandinavian, like mm-hmm. Olympian car- like type figure and shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. And Nicole Kidman was pretty good, mm-hmm. but I, I was waiting for whatever performance you said she had, and I was like, okay. I think because like I, I had watched her in Being the Ricardos, and then watched her in this, and I was just like, I prefer this performance than Being the Ricardos, because because in Being the Ricardos she seemed she seemed like she was just doing an impersonation, like she was just stiff. No, I know that, but you actually were like, no, I really think. I wish this type of movie would get an Oscar because she totally deserved one for this role. Like you were mm. all about it. And I, and I still am. I still am. But I, I think the whole being, being the Ricardo stank kind of like. Helped push that along. Yeah. Push that along. Yeah. 
Um, the Klaus Bang guy mm-hmm. who played Fulnir? F- Fjora. Fjolnir? Yeah, the brother. <sighs> what? He was just a fucking emo child. Yeah. That's it. Then that's all you got? I thought he was badass when you first met him, and mm-hmm. then he seemed like he turned into like a modern day hipster living out in the fucking <laughs> landfills and shit. Yeah, but you know, that wasn't my choice, but you know, we won't spoil that just yet. <laughs> like I I will admit he was um I will admit that his character, uh, I mean, obviously his character had like a, sh- uh, his character had a shift in his like actions and stuff like that, which I think it like, I think within the context of the movie, it made sense. It didn't really bother me. Um, I don't think the character arc bothered me. I think mm-hmm. that the actor didn't really do a good shift. Oh, okay. Like he was kind of angry and badass in the mm. beginning. And then later I'm like, what the fuck is your purpose? Like, what are mm. you doing? Yeah, I'm very. I am, like there. You aren't acting like anything. I am. I am very. Uh, I do find that the whole farm that he that he and his family live on, like later in the movie, I'm like, what was the point of that farm? Like, what? Why? <laughs> like, I didn't really see them growing anything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did Ethan Hawke? I really loved his performance. I honestly, okay. and we didn't get enough time. Oh, you say he didn't get enough time? I don't. I, yeah, I, I definitely. Don't think he got enough time either. Also, Ethan Hawke has been on like this tear of like good shit, like that I've seen recently. Um, one, for example, was God. Somebody's fucking talking outside. God damn it. Um, one, like one example is um, what's his name? Uh, the Black Phone, which I believe is directed by Scott Durkinson. Um, let me find. The actor, the the movie exactly, yeah, the Black Phone, which he's in it, uh, Black Phone directed by Scott Durkinson, yeah. His performance in that movie really fucking great, right? And I'm honestly liking his performance in uh, what's it called, in Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. I'm actually digging this shit, and then seeing him here, I'm just like, damn, this dude just he just like on this fucking roll of just mm-hmm. like these kind of like really unconventional characters, and then like just like hamming it up, just like let me just. Yum, 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 just eat that shit up, you know. Yeah. Um, what, what did you think of Anna Taylor Joy? I really liked her in the role. Mm-hmm. I almost kind of feel like she was better than the role, so like she didn't quite fit. Yeah, you know it's it's funny. We brought up Alexander Skarsgård. We didn't really talk about his performance. We did was just like he's kind of unrecognizable in this movie. <laughs> So I, I bring that up because I honestly feel like Anya Taylor-Joy was like really carrying him through these scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. There are parts, I think there are parts where Alexander Sarsgaard does a, a good job. Mm-hmm. He does like a good to almost borderline great job, but those are like few and far between. And this movie is like him. It's supposed to be him. I know, but the pro- part of the problem is that everyone else has more dialogue than he mm, does. Yeah. And it's like, you can be brooding without being mute. That is true, yeah. Like, I don't understand why people do that shit. Yeah, I guess he's not really that much of a, like, as much of a, as, a, as a physical actor or an actor who can, like, emote without using words, you know? Like, like one of the key things in, like, in acting is, like, 
What, what's, what, what's funny? <laughs> that just reminded me of the one scene from Conan that we're going to talk about. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> With the sword. Oh, okay. And the mother talk. and the son. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, not not like the sign... It, I don't. I don't know if anybody else shares his opinion. I. I think I might have heard his opinion before, but like, I. I think like one of the signs of being like a really great actor is being able to really act with your eyes. You know, um, uh, what's his name? Look how you do with me every day. I act your eye with my eyes. Yes, you act with my eyes. Yeah, I act with your eyes. I grab him. He's the nerve endings. Yeah, all right. Like for example, what's his name? Lakeith Stanfield. Uh huh like oh my god he's so good at emoting yeah he's great at emoting you know um and scar scarsgard isn't so great at emoting when he's when he's got good dialogue i think he's really he's really good he's part of the wrong scarsgard family oh you think he should have been with uh what's the uh peter peter scarsgard yeah Yeah, because peter scarsgard can emote with his eyes oh peter scarsgard is hella good you know what i'll even say what's his name um What's the what's the younger brother's name? I know there's still a Skarsgård, and that's the old. That's, Stellan. That's the. Uh, that's the father. Mm-hmm. So what's the name of the youngest brother? Fucking Pennywise. I can't remember his name. Uh, like him, I think he's a. I think he's a great performer, and that's because he doesn't. <laughs> he's not handsome at all. He has to like perform. Isn't <laughs> he, he actually, the one that I think is turning into um, what's his name from Boardwalk Empire? Oh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Buscemi, great example, right? Great. Steve Buscemi, he, is like, he can emote, he, he can act with his eyes. Yeah, he can, he can act very well. Um, so, but like, one thing is that like Alexander Starshart, he does carry like the Viking like attitude, you know, the yeah. Viking like seek out revenge and everything and all mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Um, Jesus Christ, I'm trying to find, <laughs> I'm trying to find the actor's name. <laughs> Who's ever listening is like, oh my god, it's this name, you fucking idiot. I know they're probably Bill. screaming. Bill. Yeah. There you it's go. Bill, Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> Alexander and Bill. And uh, uh, they have another brother. I want to know what that other brother's name. Oh my god. Anyway, continue. I'm gonna go look for the other brother's name. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I I really wish that he was more in a speaking role or something because there are times where I'm just like. It's not giving anything away, but Anya Taylor-Joy's character comes out of the house. Gustav Skarsgård. <laughs> Gustav. So you have Alexander, Gustav, and Ho- Bill. Hold on, hold on. There's Alexander, there's Gustav, there's Walter, there's Ija, and then there's Bill, and there's Sam. <laughs> oh my god. I bet you Bill's short for William. William, William, Sars, William Skarsgård. Bill sounds better. Well, Bill does sound better. I'm just saying William's stronger. Mm. I don't know. Gustav. And Fuck. Sam is probably short for Samuel. No, it's... it's Sam is short for uh, Samantha. Yeah. No, it's Sam. I'm just fucking around. Anyway, go on. Um, Sonya Taylor-Joy comes out of the house and is asking him a question. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't answer her. Yeah, just kind of does like this stare. like Almost like this... And I, and I and I get like that scene you're talking about. He's supposed to like be playing like this idiot, but like he's like he's like literally playing like as an idiot, like like this, like just dumbfounded. I and didn't shit. I didn't get that he was an idiot. I just felt like he was uncivilized, which is different than being an idiot. Like mm-hmm. he didn't know how to communicate or something. Yeah. 
which is like I want to come back to that in the spoiler section because okay, I feel like there's a shift mm-hmm. and it doesn't make any sense if if you're gonna say that he really is that uneducated. Okay, gotcha. All right, so what do you think about uh, what do you think about Robert Eggers uh, directing? I think he did a good job with the directing. I, I, everything pretty much made sense. I I actually um I really I really enjoy his directing. Now, I don't think this is like I I like. On Twitter, after I saw the movie, I was like, I was like in this high mood, right? Mm-hmm. Just like feeling, and I was just like, oh, I think this might be his like masterpiece and stuff like that, right? And then I, I, I decided to let it sit with me, and you know, I could delete that tweet, but I don't want to. But I'm to say it here, like I'll take that back. This is definitely not his masterpiece. I think it's it's his most, um, it's just this is his best showcase of like what he can do with like a big budget film. I think the budget was like 70 to like 80 million dollars and normally his budgets are like way way uh smaller mm-hmm. um but i think the showcase like okay given the right money he can actually do something spectacular you know mm-hmm. um like for example like the camera i think some of the camera work was really great mm-hmm. like the parts where they show uh like the encampment or camp or whatever being raided and how the camera kind of like follows them in the steady cam mode and then mm-hmm. like drops down and moves to the right and like has like the steady kind of motion mm-hmm. i thought that looked hella fucking dope i thought it looked great um there was one scene i i was really i was gonna point it out to you but i was like okay i'm gonna see if she like catches it if i bring it up they did the there's this one shot this is not a spoiler at all i was like flabbergasted by this shot uh-huh. okay where um it says like oh years later and they show the camera just like looking at like a riverbank and then you see like a rowboat right uh-huh. and, it's, and it's alexander skarsgård's character like older now in the rowboat but you see the camera like going in further and further and further mm-hmm. and then it just like lands in the boat like just boom mm-hmm. right you saw like no rig or anything like that right and it's like a long continuous shot and like that shot i was like oh how the fuck did they do that it you was know? probably a like a drone no, no, because if it was a drone, because uh, to get like a shot like that, that crisp and clear and everything, your camera has to be a lot bigger. And on that drone, because the 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 everybody who was seated, it was like you can tell it was a tight fit. So my guess is like they had some type of rig carried it into the riverbank, and then someone like grabbed it underneath it, like maybe one of the rowboers or whatever like that. Um, was a cameraman grabbed it and then like carried it down, but it looked so steady going in, like it didn't look like a handheld. Uh, camera at all because mm-hmm. that's how like smooth it was and I, I was like really into that just that one particular shot gotcha did you notice the shot i noticed it but i think at that time i was very confused because <laughs> okay. i was trying to figure out because they're all the, all white men look the same especially when they're all fucking dirty mm-hmm. so i'm trying to figure out which one <laughs> which one was alexander scar's card <laughs> maybe the one where the camera stopped him like ah that's him <laughs> no, I get um well i got it i think as soon as the camera stopped but it yeah. passed him at first and uh, it went to the guys at the f- that were standing oh the- yeah because it like rotated a bit to like mm-hmm. see what was on the on the other boat yeah yeah um all right so like one of the things that i really loved about this movie is like the visual style of it right mm-hmm. like the weird almost like lsd fueled like colors and stuff like that Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what did you think about that? I liked it too. Mm-hmm. I, it was really interesting to me how green they could make the grass while everything else looked like it was dead. Mm, yeah. Which I feel like is kind of hard to do. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Because either everything is muted or everything is vibrant. Mm-hmm. So it kind of reminds me of what I like about the tree is when there's a thunderstorm. Uh, how do you mean? Because um, usually the sky is very, very gray, mm-hmm. like a like a spectacular kind of gray. Mm. And then the sun is shining because the, the storm is breaking. So mm. the storm is shining. I mean, the sun is shining on the trees. So you mm. get like the gray and then the green is so vibrant of the trees that it almost hurts your eyes. Oh, it's like great, like in great contrast. Like, mm-hmm. with, okay, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, there's like one scene involves like a family tree. Which there's many scenes that involve a family tree. No, this one in particular it was like near the beginning, mm-hmm. which like caught me off guard because I was just like, "Holy shit, what the fuck was that?" You know. <laughs> um, but I something like I think something with that, and then like the music that went with it, kind of like elevated that particular scene. Which it's it's funny because now I think about it, that's that's something that would show up in like a Bjork video, uh-huh. and Bjork is in this movie, so yeah. I can just picture her like. Talking to like Eggers and be like, "Oh, I have an idea for like this music video." He's like, "Oh, really?" And like jotting it down or some <laughs> shit. Like that. <laughs> I would say he did kill him on his own, but like it, it just seems like a very Bjork type type deal. Yeah, I thought the first mm. scene with the tree was fine, mm. and most of the other scenes I did not like, really? except for the last one. Uh oh, like near like near the end or like mm. during like the rescue scene. It um. Near the end, mm-hmm. when they were talking about what they were going to do. Oh, okay. I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, before he makes the final decision. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get what you're saying. You yeah. didn't like this one? No, I liked that one. Oh, okay. I liked the first one, and mm-hmm. that one, which was like the last one. And that, that's the thing. I, that, but I didn't like any of the ones in between, because I'm like, this is kind of douchey. Like, Oh, really? Yeah, the whole family tree thing is like really douchey. Until it almost has like a purpose at the end. Mm-hmm. But throughout the film, you're just like, I don't give a fuck about your family tree. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, I, I can agree with that because it, it does. I mean, I, didn't think, I honestly didn't think about it until you pointed out right now how it can come off as very, like, selfish. Uh, especially, like, the fact, um, the whole reveal about, like, the Ethan Hawke character and his, his relationship with uh, Nicole Kidman's character. Mm-hmm. It kind of it really, it kind of can, I would say kind of, it can come off really like you said, douchey, you're very selfish, or very like, I need my bloodline to continue and stuff like that. But then like later on when we see the tree again and we see more of the importance of that tree and w- who's involved with it, you're just like, oh, okay, here's that, that emotional like grasp that yeah. maybe like um, uh, uh, Scarlett's character was like missing. Yeah. You know, we get like that emotional, uh, that emotional scene, which now I think about it, like leading up to it, I was really liking it, like, like because like how there's how the character how his character shifts, mm-hmm. where like he's like, oh, I I found my purpose. I'm like, I legit know my purpose and everything, as opposed to like just being it being murder. Uh-huh. But it seemed like leading up to it was like, oh, now you realize it, like yeah. you know, like you're kind of just dumbfounded on this shit, which I understand. Like, oh, rage can make you blind and stupid, whatever. But you you're supposed to see the steps of like, all right, he's like evolving or he's he's developing and stuff like that i also think that that the family tree thing is like not just douchey Mm. but beating you over the head it's like people who can't tell a story without being a little too on the nose Mm, okay um which is why i like that one trailer for the movie we're gonna watch next week because i feel like he 
writes about that a little bit. Oh, adaptation? Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I feel like he was just on the nose with the whole family tree thing and just kept showing it. It's like the baby at the end of fucking 2001 oh, Space I know, Odyssey. Right. <laughs> well, it, that's why it's funny because, like, if you watch like, if you watch The Witch and if you watch uh, The Lighthouse, his movie, those movies are like, oh, I got to think about what the fuck any of this means, you know? Like, why is this character doing that? Like, what, you know, it, it's, it's really... Not like perplexing, but it's, it's very like thought provoking. Where this one, it's like very surface, and then it tries to get deep, and then like it loses some of that depth as the as the film like goes on. Hmm. Um, you get in the spoiler section. Yeah. Uh, bit, 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 bit. All right, so we're gonna get into the spoiler section. Uh, we're gonna talk in great lengths about uh, Robert Eggers' The Northman. Uh, so if you don't want to see, <laughs> if you don't want to, but the, 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 the. so if you don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper right about now. Hi. Hi. Or if, if they as they say in Viking. Hi. <laughs> How'd you like my new dance that time? <sighs> Love it. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> okay, so you were saying about communication. Uh-huh. Okay, what were you referring to? Okay, so he is so... Um, Alexander Skarsgård's character mm-hmm. was so quiet most of the time. Yeah. When he... Like, he is capable of communication. You know, like, you just know that he is. Mm. Or they didn't write him well enough for you to not think otherwise. Mm -hmm. So when Anya Teller's Joy's character comes out of the house to talk to him. Oh, about, like, uh, like what did you see in the house and everything? Like, yeah. yeah. And he's, like, eating his lunch or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like, will you come find me? And nothing. He doesn't say anything mm-hmm. like and then they're like, oh, you're not supposed to be out here because yeah. she has to keep her white skin for the guy to fucking rape her. Yeah. So which like that that scene uh, leading up to it, I was just like, it's not, it's not a rape scene, but it's like a possibility of a rape happen. I'm just like, oh, it's, I like that scene. <laughs> oh, I'll get it to her. I know that's like very like, what the fuck are you talking about? But uh, I'll reveal later. Okay. Um. So then, towards the end, when he realizes he's in love with her, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, now all of a sudden he can talk. He's capable of communicating his thoughts and feelings. Yeah, all these things. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's it just to me is really stupid how he was communicating before. It wasn't even like. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a few different things. Like, either you're not communicating because she's annoying and you want her to leave you alone. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that feeling from him. Yeah. Okay, so you're not communicating because you're not capable of communication. Mm-hmm. Not getting that from him. Mm-hmm. Um, also, maybe you're not communicating because you don't want to get uh, give your... Mm-hmm. Any of your stuff away. Okay. Like, your, your, your plans yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't really get that from him either. It just felt like it was just poorly written. Like, mm. I didn't really understand why he wasn't fucking talking. It was, like, maybe I shouldn't care that much about it. It just mm. bothered me. Well, and, and clearly, like, as there, as 
his character and Anna Taylor Joy's character are being taken into like the Fjordar's camp, you know, to be sold, whatever. Clearly, they had they, you can tell they had an understanding of like, you know, she's like, you know, why'd you come to this place? And he goes like to take back my kingdom, and she's like, and she's like, okay, if you take back your kingdom, like if I help you, like we like will you help me? You know, like, he doesn't answer from then either. Yeah, and but that's the thing. You seem like it, it's like there are parts where like you can tell like he's in an agreement, but he's not. I don't say he has to vocalize it, but he has to at least emote it. That yeah, there's like a partnership between the two until it's like super apparent where he's just like, okay, the knights you know will run with blood, you know, because I have my sword now and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like come to think of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it was Pocket playing that role. If, oh, because she doesn't emote unless she wants treats. Uh, <laughs> so that that's how that's what Alexander Skargar was. He was just an individual who wanted treats. Yeah. The treats of blood. <laughs> <laughs> so um speaking of communication, I think that's I think that's really interesting how you bring that up because um there was this article that was published by IndieWire, um, and how Robert Eggers had changed the Northman dialogue in post after test screenings uh didn't go so well like the audience was confused and a lot of it uh let me see if i can let me i want to find the quote so it was like one of the one of the things that kind of was like going against this film is like the old north language the the celtic like yeah like some like some people can't understand i had no problem understanding any of it i was like okay i know what's going on like oh so you thought the old way no, 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 oh. no, no. I'm just saying, like, this is like this happened. This whole thing happened obviously before the film was released. But like, what I was saying is, I know I can understand how some people can't understand Norse dialogue. It's like how people can't really understand like Shakespearean dialogue, right? It's just, I, I couldn't understand. Um, uh, what's it called? Oh, Macbeth. I couldn't understand it. Yeah, I remember like you and I talked about it. It was beautiful, and he was really great at it. Like yeah. I could feel what he was making me feel, but like other mm-hmm. than that, I just couldn't fucking understand that one. Who, Denzel Washington? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but like in this one, so would you say that was it the dialogue that lost its translation for you, or was it just, or were you like with the dialogue? I was with the dialogue when there was dialogue. Okay. Um. So, oh, where is it? Where is it? There was a quote I found. Uh, so what happened was that Eggert, um, okay, so the co-writer, I believe is Shon, how do you say, Shijong, uh, called the process the toughest cro- crossword puzzle you can imagine before, noting that, well, could become a hell, and a, it could become a hell, and a must could become a just lending to at the gates of hell, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. I know, right? This I'm like, I'm, it's <laughs> written really weird. Okay. Um... Let me see. I'm trying to... There was a exact quote I was finding. I can fucking find it. Uh, okay, yeah. So, apparently, like, there was a lot of studio notes. Okay. So, Edgar... So, the article says, Yet, the post-process was the most painful process of my life, Edgar's added. Tasked with the balancing studio notes and maintaining the ye old ye screenplay. Uh, Joan said that it was our job to interpret the studio notes in a way that makes us proud. Edgar's continued, If I... Slavishly took the studio notes and film. Slavishly. Slavishly took the studio notes. The film would suck because they're they're not filmmakers. That's why they hire filmmakers to make the films. But I think how we survive is that we were 
uh, we were, me and all of my collaborators, determined to make the film we wanted to make, and we were not going to stop until we were proud of it. It would have been so easy to say, fuck the studio, they're giving me all of these notes, I hate this, they're running my movie. They're ruining my movie. That's uh, the easy way out. What made it so hard was to stick with it until we were happy. Um, so... That, like, that was part of the studio notes. It's like these people couldn't understand the dialect, which I think the movie kind of suffers from it. And not because of, like, they change anything. They, 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 what they did is, and I noticed this, and you folks who have watched it, I don't know if y'all had noticed it, but, like, I didn't notice it until the first, I didn't notice the first time I saw it. And then when I heard about it, I was like, wait, what? And so rewatched it, I was like, oh, shit, there it is, there it is, there it is. There are plenty of scenes in the movie where one character says something and then like he says that that person says it again off screen, but just interprets it in a way that's like better explainable as, as opposed to just letting like, letting the dialogue speak for itself. Mm. A clear example is like uh, near the end where uh, the character, uh, Scottish character, Amlet, is going to the gates of hell to fight Fuhrer, right? And he's like saying this piece to his mother and what is eventually what would would have been his not what what is his uh, half brother, and he's like he has a sword he's like hitting the shield and he's got like a new mantra now it's it's no longer uh, I'll avenge you father I'll rescue mother I'll kill you fury it's now like I don't exactly remember what the mantra was but it was more of like in a ways of like hope or ways of like I'm gonna die in battle and this is like an honor to to do this. And then, like, when he, like, turns his back and starts walking away, he says it again, but he's like, I will avenge you from the gates of hell. Like, he just, like, says almost completely <laughs> English, like, what? <laughs> um, but that's, that's just one example of, like, Eggers, like, adding more dialogue, which I think it, like, weighs down the film. It, it, in a way, it really dumbs it down. Even though I feel like there wasn't enough dialogue? <laughs> yeah. Something wasn't right with it. Mm. Um, so, so as I mentioned earlier about a, a, a rape scene, it, w- it wasn't a it wasn't a rape, but it was going to be a rape scene, or so, or someone was about to get raped. It was Taylor Joy, and how the Führer was like. I like I keep calling the Führer because that's German, and he's not the Führer. Okay, Führer, 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 Führer. Okay, the Führer. <laughs> okay, Fulner. There you go. Fulner. Folgers. Ful- Let's just call him the Brotherless. That's good. That's his name. Fulner the Brotherless. So the Brotherless is coming in, and he's going to, like, take on Taylor Joy's character, you know, and she, like, takes up her, like, lifts up her, her dress, and she's just like, I'm on my period, motherfucker. Like, no. You uh-huh. know? And then he's like, oh, a little blow, don't mind me. And then she, like, gets it and, like, smears it on his face. Uh-huh. And I was like, eh! but good he does her <laughs> <laughs> um so okay so the, the tree scene um you know because we were like alluding to it bef- before the spoilers um the tree scene so yeah i thought the first the first time i saw the tree scene i was like really blown away of how beautiful it looked and the music kind of like swells up to yeah. and everything. i was just like wow this Me is too. visually stunning right um and i think like like you had said and how I agreed that like yeah it's like 
from there up until like we see the 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 tree again the family tree again it it is very like a selfish need you know like i have to establish my family's legacy because we've been dishonored and all that kind of stuff right um and then the whole reveal about Anatella Joy's character is pregnant with twins and everything like that. It it really brings in that emotional gut punch that I think the some rest of the movie was missing. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Except for the beginning when the father dies. Yeah, and that's the thing with like when the father dies, and then we have the the younger version of Amlet, like that that like that whole scene, like their dynamic, even like the scene where like they're they're with William Defoe and they're having like that tripped out moment and stuff like that. You really like feel a connection, a connection with those two. And then when you get Alexander Skarsgård, you're like, all right, I'm missing some of that connection. I get why he's angry, but in a way kind of don't give a shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, dude, you're already like 40 years old. If you're not going to like, <laughs> if you didn't already kill your uncle, you're not going to do it now. I know. Right. It was just like, what take you so long, man? Like, clear, I know. clearly you're built like a fucking tank. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that scene with uh, with Anya Taylor Joy and Alexander Sarsgaard's characters when they when they go their separate ways, that like that part where she's where she's like calls upon whatever god or goddess or something like that. And it's like, hey, take us to the winds to this location. So you know, his kin can like reestablish their kingdom or something like that. I thought like that moment where she's like pro- pro- proclaiming it in uh-huh. her way. I was just like, whoa, like that's it. Like acting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like legit acting. That, that's right there. art. Yeah. Art. <laughs> that's art of the theater. <laughs> um, so what did you, what did you think about the, the big climactic battle between uh, Amlet and the Führer? <laughs> Or the folder, the Folger, the, the Folgers, the Folgers. I thought it was good. Mm. Um, they were just dirty mm-hmm. and sweaty and sweaty, buck ass naked and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of it, it reminded me of the me, uh, not exactly, but similar to the art style of Three Hundred. Oh yeah, yeah, where, just like muscles and metal and yeah and like some parts of their body were kind of just like up to your imagination yeah because they were there was like a silhouette or like or like their bodies were like shifted like ever so slightly to the left where you couldn't see like their junk just swinging along yeah exactly (laughs) you could tell they probably edited out like anything you would see from behind too like on like a bulge or anything (laughs) edit it out out. (laughs) Um, they were androgynous yeah, that's it, it's funny because like that whole scene, it felt like I was looking. I felt like I was looking on, at the cover of like of a heavy metal album, just like played out in front of me. Oh yeah, like, just do 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 like. Oh, shit. Yeah, but it didn't feel as cheesy as heavy metal album covers look. To oh me. yeah, yeah. It, it did feel better, but also mm-hmm. like, okay, like I kind of over it already though. You know, I, I I just thought about this, and I I think it's funny how you know we you and I are talking about like emoting with your eyes, and how like Skarsgård doesn't really do that so well in this movie for a character who doesn't speak that much. Um, I think the only time he does the only time he does actually do it really really well is when he's dying. Uh, you see his eyes, and I'm like, oh, there 
there we go. There's emotion. <laughs> There's emoting. <laughs> There's emoting. And it's kind of like, oh, it's with the aid of like whatever green light the Valkyrie's using to like pick them up and take them to the Valhalla and shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, where was that? <laughs> Speaking of emoting, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to tell you a little work story. Okay. So my the brokers that I work for and I, there's, there's two of them. Mm-hmm. We're having a meeting because they have a pitch coming up on Thursday for a tenant, for mm-hmm. a client mm-hmm. that they're trying to get. And so uh, one of the guys was trying to come up with ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just randomly said something out of nowhere. And then the other broker started laughing. And, he, and then the first broker was like, what are you laughing at? Mm-hmm. He's like, you totally had a squirrel moment. <laughs> and so what it was, was that he's like, okay, well, you know, we can try and research his different locations like i wonder where he lives <laughs> <laughs> he just like looked up into the sky and he's like i wonder if we could f- can you find that out <laughs> i'm like i don't know probably i'm like <laughs> so me and the other guy were just cracking up laughing like <laughs> i feel like that's a very i feel like that's a very cameron moment cameron does it a lot to, whenever you're talking to her yeah this is funny mm. mm-hmm <laughs> so who so who wins the emoting battle? Your coworker or Alexander Skarsgård? My coworker. <laughs> Your coworker. <laughs> but actually, no, because when I told him how he came across, mm-hmm. then I was the one that was emoting. Oh, really? Because I was like, "You tell me like this." <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, okay. So, final say on this movie is: um, if I- you're gonna watch it, mm-hmm. watch it. Like an IMAX, right? Yeah, watch it like on an at like don't watch it in a small like theater. Like try to find a theater, try to find the biggest theater that this movie is showing with a comparable uh, sound system, and like go with that because when if you watch it like that, you feel fucking everything. Don't don't watch it in the theater at the Regal in the Mall at Plattsburgh because that one also sucks. Is that one even still around? Yes, I went there. I watched. That's where I watched oh, Black Widow. That's right. Holy shit! And I was like, "Fuck this theater." Yeah. I, you know what? I, I bet you anything. If if somebody's had like a sixty-inch flat screen, like I said, was just a badass sound system. Psh, there you go. Kinda. I mean, it, you know, sound systems are, are you know bomb diggity and shit. I know, but I think you have to be like, it has to be bigger than sixty inches. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be like a hundred inches. Oh Jesus, fuck. <laughs> I don't think our listeners got that type of money. If you do, <laughs> just go to the movie theater. I know, just it's go to the movie. Th- it's still in the movies. Yeah, it's still in the theater. It's still in the theater. Go see it. It's a good movie. Uh, what's your final say on, on this? Watch it in the movies mm. in the theater. The way it's a nice theater, like the big one. <laughs> do you have the hiccups? Oh my god! While recording this, am I going to interpret interpretate <laughs> interpret for you? Are you going to interpretate for yourself? <laughs> watch it in the movie theaters where it belongs to be Mm. seen or don't watch it at all no i say watch it i I don't because you're gonna be disappointed i say watch it just to like uh support like these type of like art house films because i like i like these art house films and like the more money they get the more likely we'll see them okay so yeah suck it up (laughs) (laughs) all right so we got next Next, we are going to do our variety time. 
have a question for you. What's the question? <laughs> the question is, is the life cycle now complete of Netflix? It's getting there. It like rose out of the ashes of Blockbuster and now it is all of a sudden becoming Blockbuster. I. It might be getting there. I think it's going to be. It'd be ironic as fuck if it goes down like Blockbuster because, you know, everyone knows the story. Like one of the reasons why Blockbuster is no longer around or some of these brick and mortar uh, video stores is because of streaming services, you know? Well, because of Netflix particularly. Well, there's also, like, a bunch of questionable practices that Blockbuster did as well. Like, for example, like, fucking $5 to rent a goddamn movie. Like, for one to two days or some shit Oh, yeah, it was always two days. Yeah, and never having, like, the movies in stock. These, like, ridiculous late fees. Like, I... Yeah, plus you had to pay $15 for a fucking membership. Yeah, like, I had a... When I was growing up, my mom, she had, uh... Four video store memberships, right? Uh, video Center, Video Fantasia, Blockbuster. I can't remember the fourth one. Um, but we, she had. We didn't have a Hollywood Video over in the East Coast either. We had Hollywood Video, but like Hollywood Video was just like Blockbuster. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like my mother, my mother had like four four memberships. Three of them were like free. Blockbuster was not the one that was free. Um, and we would only go to Blockbuster if it was, like, the last, last, last choice, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and a lot of the other video stores, like, rental was, like, a buck, two bucks or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, plus, like, a couple of them, like, I knew the owners. So I would be like, oh, yo, like, this movie's coming up. Can you, like, hold it for me? Like, yeah, sure. We'll hold it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it can't. So, last week, um, Netflix lost a lot of money. <laughs> Um, so there's this article by, I think it's, oh, this article by Variety, um, had reported the person, sorry, the website reported that the stocks had closed, uh, for Netflix on Wednesday, uh, April 20th with 35.1% down. Um, and they're, they had lost about $54.4 billion overnight. Um, what happened was that they lost like 200 200,000 subscribers that's a lot of subscribers mm-hmm. um now netflix is known as like the streaming giant that all these streaming services are trying to to do- be to to be to dominate and everything like that and you know cuz i remember i remember when, like when netflix came around like do, do you remember when netflix first was like a thing i remember when it was a thing but I wasn't on board with it because I was like, Redbox exists. Okay, so I I was I'm old school Netflix user. Like I no, I did I did the whole like, you know, ask for you know, you get a DVD, mm-hmm. you have to return it before you can get your next one. Yeah, yeah. But I felt like that was more cumbersome than just going to Redbox. Yes, I never use Redbox ever because you just go to a machine, it has your fucking movie, mm-hmm. you pay a dollar, mm-hmm. you rent it. You put the fucking movie back in when you're done. Now, see, when um, the the I would use Netflix because of about uh, because all the stuff that they had that was like hard to find. Like they actually legit had like some good like criterion collection status, some foreign stuff, some stuff like you never heard of in their collection. Right. Oh, gotcha. 
Um, now I know Red, but see, like Redbox, they Redbox they had they, the new stuff. Yeah, Redbox didn't have the new stuff, and I and I did watch the new stuff, but most of the time, like I saw the new stuff in theaters already. You know, I I went to the movies often enough where I would be like, yeah, I saw that movie. I want to go watch this movie by some German director in the 80s that, like, I just barely heard about because a cat farts in somebody's mouth. It's like some weird shit. (laughs) I was married at the time. We didn't go to the movies. (laughs) If we went to the movies, Mm. he just wanted to kiss in the dark. I I can see why he saw so many movies at a a young age. And even when we were home, that's always what it devolved (sighs) to anyway. I can see why he watches a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> so the article, the article states uh, Netflix shares sank to more than uh, more than a four year low. It's its lowest since shares closed at two hundred and twenty dollars and forty six cents on January nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. After the company closed a Q A Q one or the first quarter loss of two hundred thousand subscribers and projected that it will lose another two million subs in. The second quarter prompting a wave of analysis downgrade. Netflix shares um, have shed 65% of their value over the last six months. Now, no lie, they like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Co CEO Reed Hastings blamed that uh, the shrinkage is on uh, because of great competition. Um, and the companies estimate that more than 100 million households are streaming the service using a shared password without paying for it. Okay, with that quote, Kelsey, do you think there's some some validity to that? Validity? Yeah, validity. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I think that could be a portion of it, but I don't think mm-hmm. that's why. For like the reason, like mm-hmm. the reason why, mm-hmm. is not because people are sharing passwords. Yeah. They've been sharing passwords, motherfucker. Exactly. You would be making a lot more money if they weren't, but mm. you didn't lose value because they are. Yeah, like I have like I have a Netflix account. Uh my mom uses it, my daughter uses it. At one point, my kid's mom had used it and my niece had used it. Um that's been going on for years. Like like password sharing is a common thing. Like I I use uh Kelsey's brother's uh Netflix uh no, no. I uh, HBO Max. Um, Kelsey uses my Disney Plus account. Um, and she use, and you what use my Shutter account as well. Mm-hmm. My Criterion Collection account. You know, um, you know I have your name on my Hulu account, but you don't use my Hulu account. That's because I get one for free with uh, Sprint. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Which you some oddly you don't know about it whenever they have subs like things like that well that's because like my hulu account is connected to my spotify account oh yeah and together it's like 10 bucks yeah for the whole month i'm just like Psh, all right i'll roll with that you know um but i well then i have spotify yeah you have spotify <laughs> right? which kyle uses yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, at one point my roommate uh damien he used my disney uh my disney plus account uh my uh my ex she used to use my criterion collection like like my brother uses my criterion collection like like the whole thing is like normal like that's for a while you had crunchyroll for a while i had crunchyroll right which i'm thinking about getting it because i I can't remember who bought crunchyroll i know crunchyroll and funimation are now together but i don't know who owns that um but yeah that's i mean this is not i don't see this as the huge the biggest problem i think the biggest problem is because one, there's honestly too much content on Netflix, which that can be a thing. If you have too much of it, you don't know where to go. And two, some of it's not all that great. Most of it's not all that great. Yeah. like The only thing I'm watching on Netflix these days are documentaries. 
Yeah, and that's I, all I'm watching. Yeah, and those documentaries are like, like they're they're, they're not like two, three, four years old too. By the way, yeah, and they're not like huge like uh, what's it called uh, like trending documentaries like how Tiger King was or like uh, what's it called kidnapped in plain sight or whatever. Um, abducted in plain sight. Oh yeah, abducted in plain sight. Um, like Netflix used to be like this hub of like oh shit like fucking uh, House of Cards is coming out this season you know or they come out with a new season Stranger Things is coming out with a new season you know all that kind of shit right mm-hmm. not so much now like there's the new Stranger Things that are coming around it's supposed to be like the final season I kind of don't care yeah like after watching trailer I'm just like damn are we still going with this I thought this would be done I think another thing is also against this that's going against this is they're releasing their content all of it in one day like every single episode the entire season is right there for binging, right? Mm-hmm. Where HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, uh, Apple TV, they do week by week. They do the week by week thing. And so I know why they're doing that too. And it's mm-hmm. because like Netflix has always released everything the same day. Yeah. And no one had any problem with it for like a long time. Yeah. The thing is you got to keep up with it. Yeah. And so it's fine that you want to do that, but mm-hmm. you can't all of a sudden fall off the creative wagon Mm. and make shit well uh, well what i was getting to is that like since all this stuff is like come out it's like like on the single like netflix um you might have somebody a co-worker who's watched all of russian doll and you're barely on episode three we can't talk about it because you're gonna spoil it for me like it does it closes that door on discussing or or allowing it to like trend you know with each episode to like discuss like whenever uh, for example, like Disney Plus is uh, like WandaVision, uh-huh. right? WandaVision, week by week. Everybody was talking about that week by week, trying to figure out what the fuck's going to happen. Also, you have to keep your subscription. Netflix, oh. you don't, I mean, yeah, if you want to watch their shit, but mm. they release everything the same the same, same day. Yeah. Then, okay, you don't really feel like you need to resubscribe or whatever mm-hmm. if you feel like you've had enough of their service because you had the chance yeah like if you have like you know like i'll say like the ozark right you have the ozark um it's released that one day cool i got my netflix boom boom watch it cancel it all right whenever ozark comes back boom i can do it again right with like all these shows that are doing week by week especially like disney disney plus has been doing this really fucking well they'll show something let's say uh they'll show uh what's it called uh mandalorian let's say yeah mandalorian that's your mandalorian right and you're just like all right i can't cancel it because it's week by week right and then by that time that by the time the mandalorian is over you've already subscribed for two months right yep and then leads into what's going on the next week or the week after oh here's a marvel show well i guess i gotta keep it because fucking you know uh boba fett's coming on or some shit or some other like marvel tv show Mm -hmm. right hbo max is doing the same thing and i'm I'm here to say, really liking HBO Max. Yeah, like me too. that's that's the one I am constantly going back to. Like, and the one you're probably surprised too, because when it first came out, you're like, "Why?" Exactly. They don't have anything. Exactly. And then what? What was the what? Tr- Apple TV is also one that was like, mm. "Why?" And they're also starting to come out with some really good stuff. Yeah, I I had just uh, two weeks ago I finished Severance. Right, great fucking show. Cannot wait for second season. Right. Um, everybody was talking about Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso that was out, right? Um, but HBO Max, what was the one thing that everybody was talking about on HBO Max? Euphoria. No, 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 no. Everybody was talking about it. 
I don't know. It starts with a P. Next letter. Former wrestler. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> oh, I know. I get it. Say it. <laughs> um, now I got to remember the name. I know what one you're talking about. Oh, my God. <laughs> it had John Cena in it. Yeah? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> what is it? Do I have to get up and do the dance? No, because I can I can visualize it. I just can't remember the name. Peace. Oh, Peacemaker. Fuck! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, Peacemaker. That's what everybody was talking about. Even even like when it got announced that there was there was gonna be a Peacemaker show, people were like, "Why?" Right? Uh-huh. Show came out. That's everything. Every, that's what everybody talked about was Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. It, it was so fucking popular that people started mimicking the fucking dance. Mm-hmm. That's like one of those shows. Like I'm not skipping the intro because that dance is the dance and song fucking kicks that kicks ass. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, um, uh, what's it called the Batman? Right, just barely hit HBO Max just this past Monday. It is the most uh, streamed movie on that service to date. And oh, wow. out, it outranks all of the shit that's come before that. Wow. You know, especially, you know, Justice League, Zack Snyder cut, because fuck that movie. <laughs> that's like fifth place right now or some shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, HBO Max, like I'm watching uh, Tokyo Vice. I'm going through Adventure Time. Uh, I was watching um, Search Party, you know. You know what streaming service I'm surprised that seemed like it was really going to take off and then I feel like it kind of didn't really. Amazon. Oh, I know, right? Their, their user interface was garbage, but they've been coming up with some good stuff. The, but nobody's talking about them. Uh, the Marvelous Miss Mabel. That that people are talking about that. They're waiting for the next season. Uh, I don't know anyone who's talking about that. I know a couple of people who talk about it. The only thing I know about is Invincible... Oh, and there was uh, the Jack Reacher show. The one that I was like, why am I watching this? I can't stop watching it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. I'd, okay. You probably think it's pretty good, but it's mm. definitely, I feel like it's not a competitor. It's it, it, in the terms of like competitors, like Netflix, I'll say Netflix is up there because it's comfortable up there. But like slowly creeping up is like HBO Max. Like HBO Max is like right there. And then I'll say. I'll say Apple TV and the, not Apple TV, Disney Plus. And the only reason why I can't say Disney Plus is up there above HBO Max is because Disney Plus is relying on Marvel and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Every all their other shows, no one was really talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like that Mighty Duck show, like nobody's really talking about that. There's like a Doogie Howser show, nobody's talking about. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I'll say like Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus, barely. But Apple TV is coming up really hard because uh-huh. Apple TV has like some really great content. They had fucking Coda on there, you know? Yeah. Um, Hulu. They I, have, they're also I, in the Amazon bucket. I'll say Hulu, but that's because of their FX stuff. Like Atlanta, Reservation Dogs. There's this uh, show coming out with Andrew Garfield that looks really good. But that's like that's like FX stuff, you know? But you can still get it on Hulu, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think if it was, like, 
Hulu has some good stuff to watch. But I also think their interface is not mm. as good mm, the yeah. same way that Amazon suffers. Mm. And their their stuff is good, but it's just not good enough to be a competitor, like, yeah. in the top spot. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of people seem to be sleeping on is Amazon's library. They got some really good, like, gems from, like... The 80s, the 70s. 70s and 80s. Like, there was, like, a bunch of stuff. Like, I, like I said earlier, I had watched... Uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, I had watched The Long Goodbye. They got Michael Mann's Thief, starring James Caan. Great fucking film. Um, what else they saw? They had something else. I was just like, holy shit, I'm gonna watch this later. They have uh, a bunch of, like, old slashers and shit. They have a lot of, like... Yeah, they do have a lot of, like, really far-fetched... Or like, like B-movies. B-movies, kung fu films and shit like that. Um, like, there's a kung fu streaming service, but it's not as popping as... Or it's not as, like... As full or full. robust. Yeah, robust. Like, if you obviously want to go to horror, you want to go to Shudder. But, like, if you can't, if you don't want to go to Shudder, you just go to Amazon Prime. They have some, like, legit stuff, too. Um, one of the reasons I, I'm still holding on to Shudder is because it's already paid for the year. And Joe Bob Briggs. And fucking at the drive-in. Fuck yeah, Fuck, it's returning on Friday. So stoked about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry. So I'm so happy about that coming for another season. Yeah. Um, but um, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I said, I I think Netflix is gonna like Netflix is really gonna it's gonna lose their their status. They right? they well they're gonna lose their status, but they have to really. Figure it out and stop mm. blaming the fucking customers. Oh, and another another thing too is like all the money that they're spending. They they've spent a lot of money on foreign cinema, like a lot of Korean cinema, like Korean uh, movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Like that's great. That's really opened the door to like the international market and America being like, oh yeah, there's all this Korean stuff. You should really check it out, right? But once again, they're not doing any advertising for it either. There's no advertising. They're hoping that it becomes like the next. Uh, what was that show? Uh, Everybody was talking about the suicide. Um, Squid Game. Uh, yeah, the Squid Games. Yeah, the Squid Game show. Everybody was talking about that. They're hoping to like get that again. Uh-huh. But like they're buying so much of it that it's getting lost in the shuffle. That and like I said, it's getting released on the same day. Like not everybody has time to binge watch all this shit, you know? Well, it's not just that, but you're... I think the point is that they're going to alienate their fucking customers because they're mm. like, hey, you're sharing your passwords. Yeah. They're going to lose more money. And how the fuck because are they going to do that? Because they're not going to fucking... Look, YouTube mm. TV knows... They know mm-hmm. when you're sharing passwords. Oh, I didn't know that. They do. Okay. They don't not catch on to it right away, uh-huh. but you have so many days to sign back in uh-huh. to YouTube on the same fucking Wi-Fi as the owner. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, because I remember my mom moved to New York, uh, and then it cut me off after 30 days. Really? And it's like, you have to sign in, like, in the area. With an IP that you you logged in before or something like that? Either the IP or, uh, like, in, in like, using GPS, like, in that area. Really? Yeah. I so then I then shit. I couldn't use her shit anymore, and that's why I got YouTube TV for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Well, so they'll figure that part out, and then they're gonna lose more money because one, they're gonna pay more money to figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. Then they're gonna lose money because the customers are like, "Well, fuck you." Mm-hmm. 
And plus, they keep raising their prices, too. And they keep raising their prices, and they're not figuring out why their content isn't bringing people in. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, we got we got everything. Why don't everybody want everything? It's like, like going to the fucking grocery store, and you're from a third world country. What? Oh, because you're... Oh, okay. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I get it. I get it now. going to do our geriatric cinematic of Conan the Barbarian. Slave. Barbarian. Warrior. Thief. Conan. They said you'd come. A man of great strength. Conqueror. One who could crush the snakes of the earth. The bears are their own deaths. He's evil, a sorcerer who can summon demons. Day of Doom is here. The synopsis is. A young boy, Conan, becomes a slave after his parents are killed in tribe destroyed by a savage warlord and sorcerer, Dulce Doom. When he grows up, he becomes a fearless, invincible fighter. Set free, he plots revenge against Dulce Doom. And this movie came out in 1982. It was directed by John Milius. Written by Oliver Stone and John Milius. <laughs> it's based on the material by Robert E. Howard. And it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Earl Jones, Max von Sydow, uh, Sandal Bergman, and Jerry Lopez. That's the Conan the Barbarian. Well, that's, actually, that's the Conan the Destroyer. But I always have that play in my head because... You destroy things? I destroy things. Destroy mm. them toilets. Blow! Dublau. Dublau. That would be your warlord name. <laughs> Dublau? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, here comes Dublau. No, Dublau. Dublau. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they have a guy in here called Subotai. Subotai. So Subotai is clearly supposed to be an Asian character played by... A white J- man. Yeah. Or, or some type of... Lopez. Jerry Lopez. <laughs> but he looked white as fuck. He did look white as fuck. Um, so, Conan the Barbarian, 1982. Um, man, I remember watching this movie a lot uh, when I was a kid. I I, I, I did watch <clears throat> Conan the Destroyer a lot more because it was... More it, readily available, maybe? It was more readily available, and it was just like a lot a lot more things were just happening. It, oh. you, like, that one is more of an action movie and stuff like that, where Conan the Barbarian is more of, like, a slow burn. There's a couple of... <laughs> they make a lot of looks. Oh, yeah, they do a lot of looking. looks. Yeah, there's, like, there's a bit of dialogue at the beginning, and then after that, there's, like, almost no dialogue for, like, 15, 20 minutes or some shit like that. You know, it's just a lot of, you know, better emoting done by Arnold Schwarzenegger than Alexander uh, Skarsgård. Uh-huh. Um, but this is, like, one of the defining films of... Arnold Schwarzenegger's career. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
I don't think it's like my top. F- it. I don't think it's like my top five Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, uh, but that's because like most of his movies I like are very like Terminator, ridiculous action. You know, Commando, Total Recall, Terminator, like one and two and shit like that. Even fucking True Lies. Um, but as usual, no one gives a shit about what I think. Uh-huh. What did Kelsey think about it? I like this movie. Did you? Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell if you really did. That's because there is kind of a lot of shit to get through with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I love the movie. Mm-hmm. I also wouldn't say that it's like worth a huge rewatch mm-hmm. for me. But I could see why people love it. This is a very machismo movie. Like, like growing up, this was like, I'm Conan the Barbarian, kind of like badass. Honestly, yeah. though, my favorite actor in the movie wasn't in it very much. Who was that? James Earl Jones. I know that. The audience didn't know that. Damn. No, I'm saying that with, like, feeling. Oh, okay. You couldn't tell with my emoting? No. <laughs> what you do with your eyes? Ooh, don't do that. <laughs> like, you had, like, a mini stroke to swim. Um, so, okay, so let's, let's start from the top. What did you like about James Earl Jones's uh, performance? His eyes. Yeah, he's got the, like, I don't know if it's like the contacts or just like the way how it was shot, but man, those eyes were very hypnotic. It was how round and glossy they were. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. Um, plus, you know, he's not a bad looking guy and for some reason he's kind of scary. Like you look at him. Mm Mm-hmm. And while he's looking at you, you just know you're going to die. Yeah, because he, 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 he has this very commanding presence. And he doesn't have to be violent. Yeah, exactly. He, you just know by him looking mm-hmm. at you that you're going to die. Yeah, like there's like, this, I mean, this is a completely different movie, but, you know, in Coming to America, James Earl <laughs> Jones, you know, plays the king of Zamunda. You know, but like you felt that like when he's in the room, everybody shuts the fuck up. Yeah. Like straight up. Um, apparently, James Earl Jones was a last minute audition to the casting of the movie. Um, it's uh, because he because James Earl Jones was he's he's primarily like he's been in a bunch of movies, but he's primarily known as a Broadway actor. I think he's still doing Broadway like to this day. Um, so that was one of the commitment issues um, with that. However, because of him being on this uh, on this uh, movie, uh-huh. it, like him and Arnold Schwarzenegger became like really good friends. Uh, Schwarzenegger like helped Jones get into like better shape, and Jones and Max von Sydow um, gave Arnold Schwarzenegger acting like lessons and shit like that. <laughs> which I was like, "Yo, you want action acting lessons from James Earl Jones and Max Max von Sydow? Oh, yeah, you're gonna take that." Yeah. Um. Anybody. Uh, anybody else that like kind of caught your attention in this movie? It's funny, um, Sundal Bergman. Mm-hmm. She's not very like unforgettable in any way. Mm-hmm. Like she's a pretty forgettable looking person. I can say, yeah, I'll say that maybe like just like uh, like on on surface, like just how she looks, she can be she forgettable. She looks like anybody else, but I feel like her performance was great. Oh yeah, yeah, and I was like, gonna go there. Yeah, yeah, she played a badass so mm-hmm. well. There was just one little turn that I thought was annoying as fuck. Which turn was that? Just the fact that towards the end, mm-hmm. after she found, I think it was after she, um, her and their friend. 
Sumatai or whatever? Oh, that's the guy. Yeah, that was that was their friend. I didn't know what his name was. Oh, the one like the, I the, the, the it, archer dude, right? Yeah, I didn't know who I didn't. So I thought that guy was um, the, the guy that was hanging around Tulsa Doom. No. That other, the white white guy. Who no, was like, no, 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 no. George could have been a member of Kiss or some. No, shit. no, no. Jerry Lopez, Sobotai. He's the, he's the Archer dude who like. Uh, he does. Look, he does look Mexican okay. or or something. Uh, yeah, kind of. He's tan. <laughs> I, it's because I've seen like actual pictures of him. I'm like, hmm, that's some Thai. I don't know about that that name. He doesn't. No, he doesn't look Asian. Yeah, he yeah. definitely doesn't look Asian. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Um. She. So. Anyways, after they find Conan, mm-hmm. um, and they rescue him and whatever. Oh, after he's been like crucified and shit. Yeah, he's like. Okay. Uh, Conan is like dragging her up the side of a fucking mountain like she couldn't get up there by herself but she's clearly capable of doing absolutely every fucking thing else herself like i thought that was so stupid (laughs) okay um well before we continue uh there's one thing that i love about this movie and it's the part where you know conan is like crucified he's like on the tree he's like dying and stuff like that and like vulture's like trying to like peck at him and there's that one vulture on his shoulder trying to like peck at his chest and the conan just (laughs) <laughs> like he just like grabs him by the, grabs him with his teeth on the neck and just like shakes <laughs> his I love watching that scene because it's so ridiculous but I want to get your opinion on that on that on chat. that scene yeah, yeah it was funny it was funny it doesn't compare it to another scene which scene is that the scene where he happens upon some lady and that's living in the side of a mountain oh the demon witch uh huh oh that's the best one. That is, I thought that scene was lovely. You know, they that reminds me they did that in in uh, uh, that's in Berserk. Oh yeah, in the Berserk. Uh, I know it's in the manga. I don't know if it. Was, I don't remember if it was in the the anime. It wasn't. I know it's in the manga, and that's a like when like because like like what's 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 the dude's name? Robert E. Howard. Um, obviously Robert E. Howard had wrote had written these stories like fuck like in the 20s and 30s and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. but you can see like implications of that of that time of that story in like later books like maybe even like john carter of mars and then obviously in crawl well crawl the conqueror is by the same author but like when you see oh like what's uh, beastmaster for example (laughs) beastmaster is kind of like well this is ridiculous kind of shit too um even though stories like these aren't like exactly like new but just seen visually wise, you're like, okay, I can see why the Northmen might have like looked like that, uh-huh. that kind of style and shit like that. But that that part was really funny. With the vulture? Oh, the uh, the demon witch lady. The demon witch. <laughs> and it went on forever, <laughs> and yeah. he just could not get away from her. And he's like, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, I and just, the sounds he was making because he was trying to get away from her. He's like, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Um, yeah that's like a that's like a moment where uh that's like a moment where like the like the part where he throws her into the <laughs> fire that he would just like I, i'm surprised he didn't i mean i thought it'd been hilarious if he just like looked around and was like what the fuck <laughs> or, or at least like, like what the crumb <laughs> i feel like james earl jones and max von Sydow saw that scene in particular and were like hey 
We need to help you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> let's, let's, give you some, let's give you some pointers real quick. <laughs> Whatever that sound is that you're making, mm-hmm. can't do that anymore. That's Honestly, that's one, that's one of the reasons why his dialogue was... So, so small. So small, because he had, he, you know... I mean, obviously, years has gone by, and he's his Austrian his Austrian accent has kind of been like slowly fading away because you know, like like it's like the whole Mel he's Gibson. He's lived in America for so long. It's like the whole Mel Gibson thing. Mel Gibson is originally from originally from Australia. You watch if you watch the uh, Matt Max in the original cut, you hear his Australian accent. Um, uh, but like if you hear Mel Gibson talking now, you don't hear the Australian accent at all. And but within Conan the Barbarian, he like he was just coming off of like pumping iron. Which was like a documentary from the seventies, and um, this was like his big break and shit like that. But he still had that Australian that Austrian accent, which would have sound weird in that era. In that <laughs> that I think it's called like Hyperion Age era and stuff like that. An Austrian and Hyperion Age, like that, like what the fuck is that? You know. Um, but that being said, I can't picture anybody else being Conan the Barbarian. No, like period. Not you know? even. Uh... What's his name? Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. He has the look. He does have the look. I've seen like 15, 20 minutes of the movie. And I was like, this is not good. <laughs> it, it was just shot really bad, you know? Do you think it's Jason Momoa's fault that the shit that he's in flops? Or do you think it's written poorly or directed poorly i think i think with jason momoa it's like there's certain things that they don't play to his strength mm. and they're like, just like oh yeah he looks great put him in the movie yeah like i think that's why he kind of fits so well as uh as uh, aquaman like something about his like bro doggish kind of fits well with that role for um, a second i thought you were gonna say um the guy from uh game of thrones you talking about jason momoa from game of thrones mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the character. I know uh, he Daenerys? was in Daenerys, Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys. Daenerys oh, I'm sorry. Daenerys the is the is the woman. Wasn't it like Carl Drago? Yeah, Carl Drago. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Carl Drago. And that's the thing. See, like with Carl Drago, like he. It's not. I don't think it's Carl. I think it's Carl. Carl. Carl Drago. Within that show, like he is like a savage, but like when he plays off somebody, like Emily. Uh, what's her name? It's Emily Rose. Um, Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Why am I? I'm getting all these things fucked. See, look what you did to me. <laughs> it's because of that joke I made in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Emily Clark. Like he. Like their chemistry together. It's like spectacular. And I think like given whoever he works with, he can do something well. If he's if he's directed well, and if he has someone to bounce off of, he's perfect. Yeah. You like know? like he was able to be savage and then mm-hmm. lighten up when he realized he loved her. And, like, you could feel mm-hmm. the emotion. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. So, he's just getting some bad luck shit right now. Yeah, I'm, like, very curious to see. I would imagine they're going to play to a strength in the, in the Fast 10 movie. That movie's going to be so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but we're He's we probably going to be another Toretto. <laughs> what? Fuck it. Why not? Another brother. From a different mother. From another mother and another father. <laughs> and not a brother. But we, but we raise them like we're his brothers. Mm-hmm. Family. He's really my cuz. Everyone's my cuz. Stop it. Get away from me. Get away from me. <laughs> anyway, so back to Conan the Barbarian. Um, what did you think about the battles? 
Some of them were good. Mm-hmm. Some of them were stupid. Some of them were actually pretty, pretty, I mean, of the time. Mm-hmm. It really looked like it's very, some of it's very like, all right, now I swing. Now you swing. Now I swing. <laughs> we're going to destroy this marble column that's for hollow for some reason. Easy <laughs> <Right>? to break. <laughs> um, so apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, Sund- uh, is a Sandal Bergman, they, d- they did their own stunts. Oh. Because they couldn't find stunt doubles that looked like that. They had, like, their bill. So oh, both of them, they had to learn how to swing the sword. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger would practice for hours with the broadsword. Um, they had to learn how to ride horses. They had to learn how to, like, fall and jump properly and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, I read somewhere that John Millis knew that, like, this was going to be something special when Arnold Schwarzenegger injured his back during a stunt. <laughs> Okay. Why? Because <laughs> I guess it's like the level of action of like, oh, if I'm going to, if this big man who clearly can break somebody is hurt, then maybe I'm doing something right. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know the dude's mindset, it's but that's like, what I read. If it burns when you use mouthwash, it's doing its job. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Come to find out it's a lie. Um, <sighs> I'm trying to see what else. Okay, so James Earl Jones acting. Okay, well, what, 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 did I don't even know if I asked. What did you think of Schwarzenegger's performance? He actually wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's like the best either, no. but um, I could see why they put him in this role and why it kickstarted his career. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got because I he really didn't have a lot of dialogue. And, and I, he makes a lot of weird noises when he's fighting. I think because, like I said, it plays. Because he's it, Austrian. It, well, that and, like, this movie plays to his strengths. Like, hey, just look badass with this sword. Have this mean face and shit like that. And look like you can just kill anybody, you know, that you walk in uh, when you walk into a room. Yeah. Um, so the writing. Oliver Stone. Um, back then, Oliver Stone was a madman when he was writing scripts uh primarily writing scripts um the dude who was a journalist in vietnam who who was known to do copious amount of cocaine um let's see uh, so let me like let me look at his screenplay like he's done Conan the barbarian scarface platoon wall street talk radio the doors uh jfk oh you remember jfk you love that that's great uh, you know, natural Fourth of killers. July. No, born on the Fourth of July. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was oh, <laughs> penis. Penis. <laughs> uh, Salvo, uh, Salvador. Uh, that's a great James Wood film that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, I read somewhere that like that this the Oliver Stone's original script, the budget, if with inflation and up to this to like this time period the script would have cost either i think it was like 200 million dollars to produce if it was made because it had it had monsters and dragons and wizards and special effects and all this type of shit right like like another jason and the argonauts maybe yeah yeah but obviously it's like that at you know that type of filmmaking was like dated you know um which I will say that some of the special effects actually are pretty, I think they're pretty dope. 
like for example when conan is like on the verge of death and they have to like keep his body down so the spirits don't take him i completely forgot about that scene that scene i thought that scene looked pretty badass i kind of liked it but i also i kind of saw that it was pretty dated yeah well it looked dated but i think as like if you take your mind and put it back at that time you're like okay this is actually pretty cool you know to see it well, like i that. thought anaconda was good when it came out <laughs> do you think it's good now but i was also 10 okay there you go you didn't know any better i hadn't entered your life yet <laughs> did you let did you hate that movie when anaconda you first saw it? that movie was stupid as soon as you saw it you knew well mind you well you were 10 i was like 15 16 when i saw that movie and that movie was stupid. You was already old when you saw it then. Old? The movie was, yeah. Oh, okay. No, because I, I said 15, 16, you're like, you're old. Like No, it, the, it was already old when you saw it, I said. No, you saw it when you were 10 years old, right? Yeah, we're not five or six years apart in age. So we're about four years? Yeah, like three or four years. Okay, so let's say I was 15. Maybe four years. Like, let's say I was 14, some change. Okay. So close. Movie still sucked when I first saw it. <laughs> Did you watch it in the theater? Fuck no. I'm not going to waste my money on that shit. <laughs> Maybe I liked it because I saw it on an old TV where you couldn't really tell what was bad and what mm-hmm. was the TV being bad. Oh, okay. Did you see it like black and white? The screen was like <laughs> the, the size of No, but of a it was cup. just a fuzzy fucking TV. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. You know those big ass fucking TVs? Yeah. You could um, hear them when they were on, even if the sound was off. <laughs> Seriously. You, you press the button, it's all bling. Oh, here it's. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> the ghost trying to talk to you from the TV. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, like, Oliver Stone's original script was, like, bonkers-ass fucking crazy. Um, John Milius was like, we can't shoot this. So he, like, cut the budget in half. He, like, rewrote the script and, like, cut it the budget in half. And we got the Coban. Coban. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian that we have now. Um, and obviously, this was a hit. There's Conan the Destroyer, which wasn't as successful. Um, there's been, like, a Conan, a Car- Conan the Barbarian TV show. There's been a Conan... Conan the Barbarian cartoon show that was on for like a number of seasons. That was actually, I actually didn't mind that. Um, obviously the remake by Jason Momoa. There's been long talks about a Conan, uh, another Conan Barbarian movie starting, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it's co- supposed to be called like King Conan because at the end of Conan the Barbarian, it's like the epilogue. Yeah. The epilogue's like he, you know, so forth. He ruled the kingdoms and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. But that's a story for another time, whatever. Um, so and it says whatever 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 <laughs> so with that being said do you think that okay you said whatever like that and it made me think of hell brother <laughs> <laughs> hell brother <laughs> um so i'll ask you two questions one do you think that there that there could be another conan the barbarian movie like a like let's say a final conan the barbarian with arnold schwarzenegger and if so do you think the world would want that I think there could be if he wanted to do it. He he has been wanting to do it. He just hasn't been given the right script. Mm. So, yeah. If all stars aligned, mm-hmm. I think the world would want it. Mm-hmm. I just hope that it's not disappointing. Yeah. I like. I feel like if they would do a like a final Conan movie, it would have to be shot in the style of like of Conan the Barbarian. It has to be like raw and like 
I kind of feel like hmm. Dennis Villeneuve could do it. Nah, Dennis Villeneuve couldn't do it. I he, think he could because he's kind of good at like, n- like lacking dialogue and making things make sense. Mm-hmm. He would just have to tone it down a little bit. No, his because his his movies like there's a level of like sophistication that like these Conan movies don't need, and Dennis Villeneuve has like a lot of sophistication, a lot of like like his like not to like not to shit on everybody else's like work, but he his there's like I think I feel like there's a level of intelligence you have to be yet to really appreciate his movies, like mm. like do like the the like Dune, uh, Blade Runner twenty four to nine, even Sicario. Uh, enemy there's like a level of like sophistication and intelligence you have to be to really appreciate his films and he does that on purpose i don't think he can do that with conan the barbarian because conan the barbarian is not very an intelligent movie it's just more of like die by the sword fight by the sword so who do you think could do it honestly if robert eggers had not done the northman i think he could have done it i was disappointed by the northman though but I almost want to say maybe Ridley Scott could do it, but he's disappointing too. Funny, funny thing, Ridley uh, Oliver Stone originally wanted Ridley Scott to direct this Conan the Barbarian movie because he was just getting off of Alien. Mm. Um, damn, what director could do that? Huh? <laughs> you just make Taika Waititi do everything. Oh, he's just making it into a comedy. <laughs> hmm. No, I'm gonna say Alice Garland. No, not Alice Garland. I'm trying to like think of like certain directors that are like independent or something like that. They would do stuff like this. Who did? Um, oh, I know who. Mm, well, he's already kind of done that movie that I don't like. That was a scary movie. Ugh, which one? The one that you fell asleep and I was like, Oh, Hereditary. Yeah. Uh, let me see. That person could do it. Who did Hereditary? God, my mouse is not working. Uh, Hereditary, directed by... Oh, Ari Ari Aster. Ari Aster. Mm. Oh, director of Lamb. Oh, yeah! Um, What's the homeboy's name? Uh, Vladimir Johansson. Johansson. I can see him doing that. I can definitely see him doing that. He would make it dirty and grimy as fuck, too. Yep. Definitely would do that. Um, I kind of tell you, I kind of want to say Ridley Scott because of the last duel. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, he did last duel really good. And he can have some really pretty shit too. Ridley Scott. I mean, for his age, that dude is still like a great fucking director. I mean, some of the stuff is like questionable, like the like the alien movies, like the recent ones. Um, but you know, nothing. You know what? He should do it. This is how he should do it. He should direct a like last duel, and like how he did House of Gucci. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> um. No, she couldn't do it. I was thinking about uh, what's her name, Chloe Zhao, but Chloe Zhao couldn't do it. Mm-mm. Um, because I'm trying to think of like female directors. Could Jordan Pill do it? Hmm. What about Nia DaCosta? Nah, I've Nia DaCosta's only done one thing. I don't know. I'm real. Oh, 
Oh, okay. Um, shit, shit. Pedro, Pedro Pascal did this movie a while ago. Uh, it came out a couple years ago. Um, this kind of like independent science fiction movie. Uh, let me find it. And I, I really like the art style of the movie. Uh, it's called... Oh, I forgot he was in Bill Street Could Talk. To Prospect. There you go. So Prospect is like this weird kind of like sci-fi, this sci-fi movie where it's 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 like Prospects, like like the Gold Rush kind of shit, but like it's on a different planet with different material and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If if you can keep it down to earth like that, the director's name is uh, Christopher Codwell and Zeke Earl directed this movie. I think they could do they could do this movie if they keep it grounded. Like, because the style of it is very dark and dirty looking and stuff like that. Just like take away the suits and shit like that. You make it like old timey kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it would look cool. Um, I know, I know, Zeus is listening to this. Uh, I'm sure he's got a bunch of ideas too. I know, right? Uh, Mads, let me see. Let me look up Mads Mikkelsen. He did a movie called Valhalla Rising. Um, Directed or was in? He was in it. Oh, so we moved on from directors. No, 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 no. I'm not saying Matt Mickelson can do it. I'm just saying the, the director of Valhalla Rising could do this. Oh, oh. If I can't find the fucking director. Mads Mickelson. And the director of that. Let me see. Arctic. Okay, Valhalla Rising. The director of that. He could definitely do it. Nicholas Winden Reffin. No, I think he could do it. He's too artsy and his shit doesn't make sense to most people. True, 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 true. Hmm. It would not make a goddamn lick of sense. What about, what about Darren Aronofsky? He would, but I'd, I would hate him at the end of it. Really? Because he'd, he's too fucking Up his douchey. own ass? <laughs> Nicholas Winterreffer could do it. He's he like I I've seen a little bit of Valhalla Rising. It's 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 pretty dope, but like I think he could do it if he just kind of pulls he, back on making he, it weird. But he can't pull back. That's true. That's very true. Shit. Definitely the guy from Lamb. I had it I had it with that one. Vladimir Johansson. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, he would definitely be. I, he would definitely be my top choice. Okay, all right. All right so gonna, Zeus, if you haven't seen Lamb. You need to watch you Lamb, watch and it. then you know you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you, ne- you need to watch that. You know, uh, my kid's mom watched Lamb. Uh huh. Didn't like it. I don't think most people probably would. It's probably it's kind of too out there. I think Zeus would totally fucking get it. Yeah, though. Yeah, Zeus likes weird shit. He likes weird stuff. Uh, damn, I remember. I just remember when we saw that movie. <laughs> we were like, what? Everybody in the audience was like. <gasps> <laughs> Oh, the joys well, of going. I think we were laughing and we were like screaming. I remember yeah. yelling. Oh, the joys of being at Beyond Fest every year. Fucking a blast. Every fucking year. Y'all ready? Can't wait for next year. <laughs> I know. And you're like, oh, they're doing something in the summer with Cinematech. Oh, yeah, that's right. Summer of 82. Fuck, I gotta drive their lineup. They got some good stuff there. I, just, I just don't feel like driving out to Santa Monica. Ugh. So far, drive. And? Whatever. 
half the time I'm driving anyway lately. Yeah, and, I, and I'm still tired. <laughs> all right. You take a nap. I know, and I'm still tired. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, do you think this movie, do you think Conan the Barbarian still holds up? This is one that's I'm on the fence about. because You've been it, on that a lot lately. Yeah, I know. That's just because of the movies you've been showing me. Mm, okay. I can't say that it doesn't hold up mm. because James Earl Jones does, does such a great job. Mm. And um, it's kind of a cool epic. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like it doesn't hold up because it's dated. Mm. Some of the movie doesn't uh, flow very nicely. Like, the pacing is off. Mm, Or sometimes I'm kind of like, what's going on? Gotcha. Um, Okay, so... I think it does still hold up. I know some of the effects still look dated, but I think the story of, like... I think, obviously, the story of, like, revenge is something that's, like, timeless. But I think of, like, like, kind of, like, discovering who you are and your purpose within this world can be applied, obviously, to, like... Let's say, like, right now. Mm -hmm. You know, there's somebody out there who, you know, saw their mother's head get chopped off. And now they're like, I don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's me on the screen. I know, right? Um, I, I honestly do think it still holds up because... I think it, it influenced a lot of fucking people to fucking pick up them weights and get all bulky and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like I said, I, I have I have a soft spot for this movie. Like you said, you wouldn't rewatch it. I would totally rewatch this movie again and again mm. um, because I think I would have to wait a few years, and I would. But I can't. It? But I can't rewatch it and rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Beetlejuice. I could do that with Beetlejuice. <laughs> I said nothing's ever Beetlejuice. No. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I think it still holds up. I still love this movie. Um, like I said, after this, I, I kind of want to watch Conan the <laughs> Conan the Destroyer, even though that's not that good of a movie. Mm. Um, all right, is that it? Yep. All right, so that's gonna be it for our show for this week. We want to thank everybody for joining us on uh, this episode. We would really like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Uh, for all your film news, TV news, and reviews, go to yourentertainmentcorner.com, where Kelsey uh, writes for. She's still working on that interview with uh, a very lovely French uh, director slash actress. Slash producer. Slash producer. Slash PR. Slash everything under the sun. <laughs> um Oh, you can find if you know you want to get more of my opinion on the Northman. You can find my review at uh, ScreenGeek.net. Um, what grade? I, I gave it like a B. Yeah, that's great. I gave that's it. fair. Uh, you can find this episode on all podcast catchers. Uh, this episode and past episodes as well. Uh, next week, uh, our recent re- review is going to be the unbearable weight of massive talent. Starring Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage. Uh, currently, it's in theaters. Uh, with that, we're going to do our geriatric cinematic, with this, which is 2002's adaptation. <laughs> Looks like that automatic kitty litter is pretty excited about it, too. It's like, yeah. It's funny you leaned over it, but you didn't turn it off. I thought you said it was turned off. No, I asked you. Oh, okay. Because you looked at it and you walked away. So I'm like, oh, it's already turned off? Because it stunk. I thought Pocket took a shit in it already. <laughs> anyway. Um, 
At least we're wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so 2002's adaptation is currently streaming on HBO Max uh, at the time of this recording. <laughs> Just letting that bad boy go. Someone's done, folks. Hold up. <laughs> Do they have like a faster version of this? No. Do you have to like grease up the, the gears or some shit? No. No? That's the sound. Going? That's the sound of poop going into a bin. Oh, I think the maker is done. <laughs> anyway, so yes, adaptation, 2002's adaptation is streaming on HBO Max, available to rent on Amazon, Apple TV, YouTube TV, and other VOD services. Uh, the Turpic. Uh, for that week's episode will be Cage, Cage, and I guess more Cage. We, we, you know what? After we watch it, hmm. will we be cage-free? No, I think after we watch it, despite all our rage, we'll still be a rat in a cage. Okay. Before we go, I want to share a James Earl Jones story. Okay. Um, about... The year before the pandemic hit, I was able to go to D to D twenty three in Anaheim. That's Disney's big like convention. They show off latest movies that they're working on, animation, theme parks. It's it's a big show, um, and they have presentations. Uh, some of these presentations kind of give you like the first glimpse of what's going to come and everything. I remember seeing concept art of like WandaVision, uh, Loki. I was there when they announced like. Uh, all this like shows that are come that are either still in production or have already been produced. Um, and one part of the ceremony was they were going to give a lifetime achievement award to James Earl Jones. Um, so they have the presentation. They show all of James Earl Jones's work. Of course, Darth Vader. He's the voice of Mufasa. You know, he's this actor that's been in. Tons and tons of movies, tons and tons of TV shows, Broadway. He's got like this well-known defining voice, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody is like, because uh, ex- everybody in the room, they're they're feeling the same way. They're like, holy shit, we are all going to be in the same room as James Earl Jones. Mind you, there's like maybe like, maybe 200 people in this room, uh-huh. but we're all like, oh, we're going to be in the, we're going to be in his presence. Holy shit, right? Mm-hmm. And... You know, it comes to the part where they're going to, like, announce him to come on stage and give him the award and everything. And then they said, unfortunately, James Earl Jones couldn't be here today because he has commitment elsewhere. And you hear everybody just go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and if anything, I felt really bad for the guy who had to come on stage to get the award. He might just get on the stage and like 200 people are like, I'm disappointed to see you. <laughs> <laughs>